everybody, and welcome back into the Rick and Nick Show, episode four, coming at you live from quarantine. Yep, yep. My name is Eric Ruby, alongside me as always, as usual, and thankfully, the one and only <laughs> Nick White. Nick, you know, we finally got some live sports back. We're going to dive into some NASCAR. We're going to dive yep. into some golf. The NBA is making steps towards reopening and bringing stuff back up. We'll be talking about everything related to that. We have some contract situations with some quarterbacks with possibly America's team and maybe a little speculation on the 2020 NFL MVP to end things off. But first do and it. foremost, like I said before, we got live sports back. In a weird way, an interesting way, but I do want to talk about the Tiger, Hayden, (laughs) Brady, Mickelson, because look, I'm not the biggest golf guy, so I wasn't tuning in for this entire thing, but there were some awesome moments during this. Oh, there were some awesome moments, and it was just great. So I, one off the top, love watching Peyton Manning just compete and Tom Brady compete. I loved when it was the Colts and Pats rivalry back in the day. And it was almost like, who's going to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC? Is it going to be Tom? Is it going to be Peyton? But now they're playing golf, and they're playing with two of the other greatest golfers in the world, and that is with Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. And it's just great to see. But the amount of crap talking, oh, my goodness. Peyton Manning's one of my favorites. He's done so many commercials in SNL. Him and going back and forth with Tom Brady, the, the little clip that they were talking about, uh, he was like, I was kind of surprised that Gronk wasn't out here to be Tom's caddy because Gronk just does everything that he does. And then he's like, you know, I thought about him or I thought about Nick Foles. And he turns around. He's like, well, oh, that's a low blow. That is it. And I just I die laughing, man. So it was great to see great sports, uh, see a, like four really big figureheads in, in, in the world of sports go at it on a golf course. But I mean. Great to see. I, I didn't watch the and Eli Manning either. on Twitter. Eli Manning chopping Eli it up Manning on Twitter, the Twitter as well. Game. Yep. Um, although I, I would like to say the fact that people think that's actually Eli Manning tweeting, it, it, it's definitely not <laughs> actually Eli Manning tweeting. It's 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 a 25 year old intern that works at Eli Manning Incorporated. Oh yeah, he's got someone doing that for him. He's like, make me seem witty. I want this to go viral. Honestly, Especially that's like when every, it comes to Tom Brady because yeah, he, yeah he, Tom he Brady is, does that too. He is daddy when it comes to Tom Brady. He's the only <laughs> quarterback that's like, I've beat him twice in a Super Bowl now. The only one to do it. Love it. Oh, it, man. It and Tom great. Brady's pants split. Do you see that? Yep. Tom Brady split his <laughs> pants. He's he playing in some really baggy pants after that. Charles the Barkley SpongeBob was talking all sorts of trash. Um, oh, yeah. That was the shot of the match. The shot yeah. of the match. Oh, my God. Uh, Tom Brady got a hole in one. I, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Charles just talking all the crap. And he's like, I was focusing on football, man. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. And he's like, whatever. You know, you're, you're not a golfer. Boom, plops one in the hole. A nice little backspin. Mm, that, that's just Tom Brady, man. Right. Well, dude, it's like he was doing so bad as well. And you know that was killing Tom Brady. Tom Brady oh, does not like to be publicly bad at anything. So that was probably killing him. And then he goes out and sinks a hole in one. Like, you know how good of a feeling it is just like if you just like sunk. I've never done it personally, so I can only assume. But like Same. sinking a hole in one has to be like a top five feeling like ever. Imagine doing it like not as a pro golfer on live television during quarantine when everybody's talking about how bad you are and then you just shut them up by getting a hole in one. How yeah. good of a feeling does that have to be? It's like bad day, bad. Everybody on Twitter, like bad day for Tom. Tom doesn't have it. And then boom. And they're all like crickets on Twitter. And then it was like, oh, we spoke too soon. We forgot who Tom Brady was. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah. Man. So it was, it was nice shot. to get a little competition, a little bit for charity as well. And, you know, just four really w- big figures with some big personality 
I mean, Tiger Woods is like the most boring person out of all of this. And that's a little bit crazy when you think about it. Um, we talked yeah. about him the least out of all, all, all of them. And it was, he's the best golfer in the world. Yeah. I don't know if I saw time. like a single, I don't know if I saw like a single clip um, no. of him, but you know, that's, that's fine with me because it, it, this was more for the entertainment than it was the golf and, you for know, sure. got a lot of good, good little Twitter clips as well, but we also got some live sports back and yeah, 20 million chariot. You can't get mad at that at all. Um, no. We also got a little NASCAR back again. I'm not the biggest NASCAR guy. I've, I, I mean, I've grown a little bit just because there's nothing else to watch, but it is cool to see like the infrastructure for live sports coming back. And obviously all sports are different, but you know, the more that these big events like NASCAR come back, the more likely it is for other big events to come back. So it was cool to see them actually execute and pull off something that was not only, you know, done well, but also entertaining, even for somebody that doesn't watch NASCAR like myself. Yeah. And I mean, we, we've talked about on the show that like how they're going to start implementing sports back in and NASCAR was obviously going to be one of them because it's one guy in a car. There, there's not yeah. people like bumping, touching. You don't really have a lot of interaction. You can spread things out. You just have to keep the, the rowdy fans out of the stands in NASCAR, which can be tough. But as long as you can do that, NASCAR was going to be the first one, and they did. And it was great to see live sports. You know, we saw drafts with the WNBA and NBA, but to see like an actual like competition going at it, where like this matters, that was awesome yeah. to see. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. And, you know, that's, again, for somebody that doesn't really watch either of these sports, you know, I, I, I took some interest in them. So if anything, you can, uh, you can think about it like, hey, this is a great time for people to find interest in new things as well and to get your sport discovered. So you might see some of these smaller sports, maybe even like as far as the four major sports go, the small ones, the NHL. If the NHL comes back first, you might see a lot more new interest for the NHL. So it's really interesting to kind of keep a lookout for that. But I think the yeah. biggest news for sports coming back right now is revolving around talk with the NBA because obviously, you know, the NFL's not in season right now. We've talked about the MLB. They've kind of reached an impasse, but this is really the first time we've got a lot of new information, like waves of new information as it relates yeah. to an NBA reopening. So let's jump into it because it is an interesting thing. This is probably the most unique solution that we've heard of. I mean, I know the MLB was looking at a lot of changes as well, but yeah. Going to Disney Orlando, Disney World, quarantining there and playing possibly like a 16 seed tournament, no conferences, just one through 16, which by the way is something I've been advocating for for well over a year, maybe even two, is playoffs being not related by conference. Ever since that Suns team, that would have been like <laughs> the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference like didn't make the playoffs no they might have it might have been like the third seed or something it was insane yeah, they had like 48 it was something wins. crazy yeah it was like the highest win total to never make the playoffs ever since then I've been an advocate for uh, a full NBA playoff but they're looking at possibly a one through 16 seed tournament for the playoffs with maybe a few warm-up games beforehand and then also they're looking at maybe a World Cup style thing with like groups and whatever um which would really be interesting because i'm not exactly sure how that would work but let's just tackle the pure location of it and the actual like action of quarantining people and going along with this i know that it's probably going to happen but do you think that it's feasible as in like it can be like everything that they're talking about can be achieved safely i mean it's feasible they've kind of they've actually drawn up a really good plan you know i'm gonna give them that i'll give them their two cents the only thing that i see problems with is 
all the players being together in, in one area. They were talking about there's there's a couple resorts that they can keep everybody in. But I mean, at that point, if, if one person gets infected because they went outside the lines, then it's exactly like gangbusters at that point where everybody's going to get it. But at the same time, they, they'll probably be smart because they want to play basketball again. But how how easy is it going to be to have family members there? And how long is the season going to go? I, I know they were talking about a tournament. Is this going to be like a month type thing? Is this going to be two, three, four month type thing? That needs to be is family. To the are there, are there any family that are going to be, be allowed, allowed there? What exactly. about, what about the coach? Like, what about like assistant coaches? What about like how, how far down does the essential employee list go? Um, yeah. And they talked and, about, so every player is going to get tested if it does happen 48 hours before reporting, and then it's going to take 24 hours to get the results. So if they have, uh, if they do have COVID-19, then they are not allowed in obviously. And then they have yeah. to go through their own process. But my like thing that. is but, like, you know, they're not going to obey. Like not every single, not if you're to. betting on every single player to completely obey quarantine, it's just not going to happen. And all it takes is what, what happens One if person. Jason Tatum comes back and is infected yep. and plays a couple games? Like, You've already set everything up, but you've also proven that if one player tests positive, one player, you're going to shut stuff down. So what happens if one player tests positive during this? Like you have to be super strict with enforcing quarantine rules, but at the same time, these NBA players are their own men. Like you can't stand at their door with yeah. armed security. They won't, they won't accept that. They won't respond they won't to that. Up. They won't show up. And I mean, safe or not, that's not for us to decide. And I guess it's only for us to react to. But let's talk about what would happen if it actually does come down to a 16-team playoff. What some of the matchups would be like if we like the way it looks or if we don't like the way it looks. Let me run through the, the eight matchups that would be. And you let me know what stands out to you uh, for the 16 teams. So, uh, one sixteen yeah, is Bucks Magic. I mean, that doesn't really change anything. That's what we would get in regular. And then... Lakers, Nets would be the 215. Raptors, Grizzlies would be the 314. Clippers, Mavs would be 413. That's probably the best series that I've seen so far. Celtics, yeah. 76ers would be 512. Nuggets, Pacers would be 611. Jazz, Rockets would be 710. And Heat, Thunder would be 89. Off the top, I think that Clippers, Mavericks would be a great series. I think that if Kevin Durant and Kyrie come back, I was, gonna, I was just be, about to say that the Lakers would be intriguing. Although I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kyrie or KD are going to be coming back this season, no matter when it starts. Um, but if they did, that'd be incredible and a huge storyline. Um, Nuggets Pacers is probably the most like underrated. I think Celtics 76ers is always great. I think that's just a rivalry now. I think that they've just, yeah. ever since the confetti drop as well uh, in that series, I think that they're a rivalry. Um, Nuggets that's Pacers would really be a great series. The, sec- the Celtics 76ers? Celtics 76ers because they're both teams that, you know, when they're on, man, they can, they can defend the East in the title. They, they can put up with the Bucks in a, in a one-game elimination take-all. They can go out there and put it on the line. Well, the 76ers so were like great. They were put together to beat the Bucks, but, you know, they, they, they weren't that amazing against a lot of other teams. So it would be interesting to see, yeah. you know, the Celtics have always struggled with rebounding. You don't really have any big men. And, of course, Al Horford went to the Sixers, and they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who's like their guard, and Tobias Harris, who's huge as well. Mm-hmm. So they and have they a lot of the size advantage. Yep. Right. And they, and they, well, and it, the 76ers suck when they're not in Philly. No, that's just flat Right. Out and, I mean, is. as the 12th seed, they're going to be going through a lot of this tournament. Yeah. If they were to advance past the first round, uh, but here's the thing: they're yeah, like they're they'll be the road team. But how are how are road and home going to be benefited? Like if I'm the Bucks and I have the one seed, what benefit do I get besides playing the Magic? You know, I don't get my my home yeah. court in the finals if I'm playing the Lakers. Um, and I yeah, and I think that's something that's uh, that's can change the game. I think that's what's going to make the thing 
make it most interesting when it comes down to sports because that does play a huge impact. If you're playing, you know, game seven at home in front of your arena and your fans and everyone's getting excited for you and booing the other team, you have so much more motivation. But when you're playing on a neutral site, home and away does not really matter. In and a game of basketball. what about adding, adding like fan sounds and stuff? Are, are you going to add booze in if the, if it's the finals and it's the opposing team? Yeah. Like, how do you handle that? Again, these are all things that, um, I guess they're, they're not major problems, but they're just the little minor ones that we'll see as, as they go along. I think that Nuggets Pacers would be an underratedly great series. I think there's just a lot of like good players. I mean, I wonder how Victor Oladipo, like all these guys who are kind of coming back from injury, I wonder if they're going to be better or worse because they didn't get to play themselves into shape, but they got more time to heal. Um, Jazz Rockets well, seems like a regular first round Western Conference matchup. Uh, yeah, and then heat, heat, heat thunder is interesting, but nothing crazy. Uh, and I think, you know, you, you almost hit it on the nail. Do you rush players back for this? Or is this kind of just like, all right, we're going to do this so we can pick a champion and we can say someone was crowned. I know the, the big talk right now is does the champion get an asterisk next to their name right now? I don't think they do just because I, it is a, honestly an, an unfortunate event, but you know, I, you're not going to bring back players. You're not going to rush them back because, hey, we're going to go play down in Orlando and we're going to try and win this NBA title. It's not the same thing this year. Unfortunately, that's right. just how it is. And uh, whoever wins is going to have an asterisk. You know? See, I, it, I, don't, I don't know if they would. Uh, personally, the thing they is, might, but everyone's going to know that they won during the quarantine year. Right, that's the thing. Off. It's the, the asterisks, I'm not saying it's like, oh, they're going to have an asterisk and like they shouldn't get the title. They don't deserve it. But 2020 will forever be known as, you know, the shortened season that it's going to be the coronavirus season. So if LeBron wins, Michael Jordan stands are going to turn around and say that LeBron only won in a shortened year and, like, he didn't even get, like, a a real championship victory. And if he doesn't win, then LeBron stands are going to turn around and be like, oh, of course, if it was the regular season, if it was everything normal, the stupid coronavirus stuff LeBron would have won. It's, it's forever going to have an asterisk next to it because everybody's going to have that built-in excuse. Everybody's going to have yeah. that built-in reasoning for, as, for why their team should have won it or why the person they hated shouldn't have won it. Uh, so but that's going to be the day, unfortunate part gonna of this. Have to, Somebody's going to have to win it, right? I mean, or they just don't bring back, it back. Or they don't bring it back. But if you're going to bring it back because revenue or whatever reasons have you, maybe you just want to have a championship. Like in my personal opinion, these guys are athletes. So if they're healthy and there's something to play for, they are going to go out and win it. They can have the asterisk next to their, their name as champion. That is what it is. But they came out, and especially if it was the Lakers. Let's be honest. The Lakers. Oh, I don't think the players. Are, I don't think the players would care about the asterisks at all. If the they players don't. win. That's, that's saying that that's win. in their Hall of Fame. It's 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 the us, they are the an NBA champion. That, yeah. Those are the asterisks, people. Um, but I, I mean, look, man, I am I'm all for like a reopening, and it's so weird because I hate. I hate bringing up like devil devil's advocate points because it feels like oh this man hates sports. Oh, you, sports. you you love it, Rick. Don't even lie. You love it. <sighs> I look. Love I love it because advocate. well, I love it because I honestly believe it like a lot of the time as well. Yeah. And with this, I understand like you have like at this point there's there's you have to at least give the appearance of coming back. Like you can't just give up at all, which which I'm okay with. I'm fine with, but I just think that there's a lot of possibilities where this does not give itself up to being like a great situation, but they're going to push through with it no matter what. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I mean, I would just hate for that to happen. Right. And I, I would just hate for like, 
the NBA to open up and then it gets linked to some sort of re-outbreak or something like that. And, and that's always been my big thing with reopening uh, sports and everything is if you're the only sports franchise that does it, which the NBA is kind of the post to come back the earliest because MLB is definitely hitting a bigger impasse with its players than the NBA yeah. is. Um, you know, if you come back and it, it proves that you were negligent and, you know, you were dangerous, like that, that is not only a terrible, like, representative like lawfully like you might get sued by a player if they if they die and get sued by their family or something of that nature um you might well, just I mean, be going you might go down in the history books as yeah, the man. nba is the organization that helped the second wave of covid go. like that those are just things that i think people are thinking about but not like too seriously because no. what what all this sports stuff that's kind of been happening is obviously the big hump is getting it back like the big thing that you have to get through first is actually getting it to come back. But yep. I feel like people will get to that point. They'll say, okay, we got to come back. And then they're going to kind of ignore the problems that are going to come afterwards. Like there are a lot of possibilities for this to go extremely South after it gets set up. It just seems like, you know, we're looking for every little bit yeah. of hope, which rightfully so we haven't had some in, in, in a very long time when it comes to sports, like we're looking for that hope, but you know, we get it. We're only kind of focusing on that one point. We're focusing on the, Oh, when they come back, when they come back, when they come back, what happens if they come back and yeah, you know, out. maybe the pro maybe the product is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure we'd watch it because we're going to, we're really going to miss sports, but by round four, oh, yeah. hopefully we played into it, you know, well, these and, are just and- all, yeah, please go. Think think about it this way. In my in my opinion, what was the like kicker before everything really started shutting down? It was Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he was, he was the, the domino jazz players. that fell. Yeah, it, the domino that fell and everything fell with it. The NBA shut down. The NHL, uh, MLS, MLB, everything shut down right after that happened because they saw how big of an impact and how quickly it can spread. So if it comes back and it does the same thing. Like you said, it's almost negligence, but at the same time, I think a lot of people are trying to be so positive. And like the governor of, of Georgia and Florida, both of those governors opened their states back up and they've had great economic growth. We're not going to get into politics here by any means, but great economic growth and, and less cases. It has been proven right. with that. So, I mean, there's also the possibility of it not happening and then you can put out a great product and I hope that that's the case, but they need to have everything in order for the, for the southbound train to go wrong because it very much can and it can go very, very quick. And I also think, you know, it's tough to base everything off of the states that are already open because it's, they haven't been open for that long. And I and think that in the next, on top of in each the, other, right. like New York and Boston. Exactly. And but in the next couple of weeks, I think we'll really kind of see the, um, the impacts of reopening, I guess, in those states, I, you know, I think it's just going to take a while for that to, to catch up. But, you know, I mean, these, these are just all things that, we could talk about all we want and we can discuss like the good, the bad, the wrong. The reality is what's actually going to happen is they're going to put all their effort into reopening back up right or wrong. It's going to happen. Um, and we just yeah. have to hope that it happens the, the best way. Um, yep. And, and I understand like you need the, you need the money. It, it, it's a real problem. Um, I hope that the players get compensated as a hundred percent of what they should because they're the real ones that are putting their like lives at risk. I hope that there's not like some sort of agreement where they only get paid like 50% of their contracts or something. Um, If anybody should be taking this hit, it should be the owner, right? If anybody should be taking the hit, it should be the owners because the owners have more money than the players. Um, I know we look at players and think, Oh, you know, you make millions of dollars. Why would you ask for your money? It's like, 
why are the owners asking for their money? Like they, they have millions and millions of dollars, if not more. And it, yeah. it was the same thing earlier in all of this when players were donating to help cover the costs of all the employees that worked for their organization. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's like, yeah, you are the millionaire and you should be able to help out, but it should be like the multi-billionaire who should be covering yeah. the, the wages of their own employees. So I just hope that this is done the right way. I hope that, you know, they protect the players because those are the people who need to get protected. But, I, you know, I'm happy to have this conversation kind of back into it. And yeah. I think that it would be really kind of cool to see these top-level players maybe compete in a summer league style. Like, you know, the Orlando exactly. Summer League where there's like exactly. 15 people yes. in a gym. I think that'd yep. be interesting because it'll be – I think it'll really separate mentally who wants to be there and who doesn't. And Because – yeah. Go ahead. Those who like those who the people like LeBron, you know, I, I guarantee you that there are some NBA players that get up for the crowd. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, the crowd is what gets me going. That's what gets me to perform. So I wonder who we would see like perform well in the, under those different situations. It, it will lead to so many more debates because like if LeBron is ice cold with a crowd or no crowd, but for some reason, like Paul George is terrible when he's not playing with a crowd. Like that's something you could be like, oh man, like Paul George, sure, he could bring it like in a normal situation, but you can't count on him, count on him like whenever. And maybe yeah. that's not like the best argument for basketball, but it'll be interesting to see who could handle it and who couldn't handle it. Well, and it's going to go back, like, like you said, with the summer league. You love seeing players just get after it in a gym when there's no cameras on. Like, that's why you see these videos on Instagram and Twitter and everything, like preseason of guys playing at a Lifetime Fitness, you know, with different players. And they're just having fun. That's what they're doing. Devin Booker's talking crap because they're double teaming, teaming him. <laughs> that, that's kind of oh, what people want to see times, right now. <laughs> so, Do you remember when the world was on fire because Devin Booker was complaining about getting double teamed in a pickup game? And, and everybody was talking about like, and he's oh, like, yep. he's not a real hooper. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, if, oh, he, if he has the times, NBA finals bro. on the line, man, he, he's going uh, to want that double team because they love getting after it in gym. They don't yeah. always need the crowd. They love the crowd. Obviously, why wouldn't you? Like, if you've ever played in front of a big crowd or performed in front of a huge crowd, you know how much that can impact you. But yeah, you're right. The, the true or it could it could de it could be a detriment. Out. It could be a detriment as well. Maybe like some of these scrubs hate playing in front of like big Loud crowds. People, yep. Hecklers, or like maybe like that. maybe like Eric Bledsoe hates playing in front of large crowds. He's already a good player. He just hates playing in front of large crowds. Oh, now that he's hooping in an empty gym, Eric Bledsoe is like the greatest player of all time. Like it's on. There's a, yep. there's all these guys who we hear about being like gods in practice, but aren't incredible on the court. Maybe that could change. It would be really interesting. Practice it would definitely heroes, shake maybe. up. Right. It would definitely shake. <laughs> up kind of the uh it would shake up the nba and in sports in general and i mean we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so it's tough to like kind of predict but it is cool to see that they're taking legitimate steps to come back and you know they're trying to do it as safe as possible which at this point is all you can really ask for but something that nobody asked for was paul pierce's opinion on the top five basketball players of all oh, time goodness yes. especially that this man and honestly, I kind of respect what he's doing because I think he's just playing into being ridiculous. Like, I don't 100%. think he really believes this. But he's saying, no. saying that LeBron James is not a top five basketball player of all time. It's patently ridiculous. It is. And I, I say this because I'm also the guy that goes, it's not an insult to call somebody like a, the eighth greatest player of all time out of all the basketball players who have played. Right. But I do think that there's a clear top three, in my opinion. It's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In whatever order you want to put them, in my order personally, I have LeBron first, but I understand whatever order you want to put those three because those three I consider like a tier above everybody else. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And to consider them outside of that tier, that's when I start thinking it's disrespectful. But for like any other player outside of that tier, anywhere from like 15 to four, I think like that is a huge compliment when you think about how many people have played basketball. But LeBron not being yeah. top five, Paul Pierce, it doesn't man. make any what sense. What are you doing? What are you that, doing? So uh, people, on, I'm learning this the more and more I get into social media and, and trying to get people to look at your stuff and, and views. It's a huge thing to get views, right? I honestly think that was exactly like you said. He more outrageous, trying to get views, trying to get people all stirred up because he knows he's played against LeBron. It's not like he's like never faced him. Like he wouldn't know LeBron owned Paul Pierce and he knows it. And so I think he's just like, Oh, you know, this, this was a different time in in the nineties and with all these other players. But the fact that he's not even in the top five and to go into the top five debate and like greatest of all time. Right. My personal opinion, and I'm not, we're not going to debate this wait, unless you wait, really, really want let's to. Let's actually, let's save, let's save our top fives. Let's I'm not save that give my for top five. Yeah, I'm not going to give my top five. Okay. All I'm saying is that we, we have some can... breaking news as well. We have some okay. breaking news as well. So after, after this, after this, we got some breaking news about two, two sports leagues. So what, what, what's your oh. take on the top five? Then I've got some breaking news to break to everybody. Or at least oh, everybody will see just, it by the time they listen to this. But I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I just got it. Um, yeah. But, uh, so the thing with the top five, and this is going to be my whole opinion and greatest of all time, and you're going to hate this, Rick, and I know you're going to hate it, but – Oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't weigh championships that highly. When let's, go! Down the oh, let's go! Let's go! That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. You're a cohesive unit, man. You have to have everybody. Like, yes, you can have one great Dude, player, and he might spark I think, something. Yeah. Oh, but man, yeah. it is not. You do not win a championship with one player. Oh my I guarantee God. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, <sighs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, any any player ever will tell you that that they did not win. You a championship have by opened up Pandora's box, my friend. You 100%. have opened up because to say that I agree with you would be an <laughs> understatement. Because look, I think that there's a huge. I think that the, here are the gaps when it comes to championships. No championship to one championship is the biggest gap when it comes to arguing basketball. I understand yeah. not wanting to include people who have not won a single championship in like the top five, top ten debate. I am okay with that. And then the jump from one to multiple. Those are the only two jumps I care about. If we want to discuss the greatest players of all time and the reasoning for somebody putting Michael Jordan is that he's won six championships, six for six. I would say by your logic, he's not the goat. Then Bill Russell's the goat because he's won 11, (laughs) right? I think that it's, it's a crutch. The sports media in general has fallen on this crutch of championships and they've fallen on it to protect Michael Jordan. In all honesty, because Michael Jordan's so good for the game, he's so good for the growth, he's so good on the court, that why on earth would he want any other GOAT? Like the championships thing wasn't really an argument until Michael. Or else like there was no Bill Russell's the GOAT talk. You know, it was, yep. you know, it, it was always Mike. And I hate how it's like, oh, LeBron, like, choked in championships. Well, he made it more often when he wasn't supposed to. And I, I, what's, With let's, teams that suck. Let's, let's bookmark this. Let's tab this. Tab let's, let's, let's jump into it later because that, that is something where in the dog days of summer, even more dog days than what we've got going on right now. We're gonna that's definitely that. something that we could talk about. Um, because it's something I totally agree with you on. Um, the two breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Do we want NHL or MLB first? 
We'll go NHL because that's that's NHL. Breaking news from ESPN, the NHL will abandon the rest of the regular season, go straight to the playoffs with 24 teams if season resumes. So kind of like what the NBA was proposing. A couple more teams in there with the 24 teams if season resumes. But NHL now making moves. Uh, Are they going to come back first? Are are they going to maybe be that sneaky dark horse to come in and, and take that number one coming back spot? I, I think so, man. I mean, they have a plan and they've been talking about this for a while. I've been, that's one of the things I read right before we came on um, was that they, they had this playoff format where they were going to do 24 teams. I think it nixed two teams out of it, which let's be honest, if you're at the bottom of the totem pole, there's no shot you're slingshotting this deep into a season, whether it picks up, right? It's got to be tough though. Cause it's like, what's the cutoff between the top 24 and then all the teams. Really? Yeah, you for know? Sure. yeah. But, it's got to be tough, but I, I feel you there. I feel you there. But, I love what they're doing instead of what the NBA is doing. They want to do like host cities. So you, you do have a couple teams in one city, but you're not all crammed in one like Orlando area, right? So you're, you're kind of breaking it up to where they're around different cities. So it's almost like an NCAA style where they have like hubs where they can put teams and then they're going to come together at the end. I love their idea for the NHL playoffs. I, I think they're going to be the first ones to come back, and I think they're going to do it very, very effectively. Yeah, you move the NHL too, because I think that they're obviously bottom rung of the top four. I don't think anybody will disagree with me on that. Even if you're a huge hockey fan, just based off popularity alone, not saying it's the worst sport, just saying based on popularity alone, they're definitely number four. It could be a huge for jump sure. for them. It could be, it could be a huge jump for them. Like, no disrespect to hockey. Somebody has to be four out of four. Um, yeah this could be really big for them to come back and, you know, maybe Americans will latch onto the NHL more, but you see the MLB breaking news. Yes. MLB proposed pay cuts. MLB proposed pay cuts for highest paid players while giving lowest paid full prorated shares. This is kind of what we talked about before. And I was talking about everybody gets their money. I'm for this plan. As long as the higher played player paid players are still given a good portion of their contract. Because there's a reason. Like, they like, like, there's still a reason. Like, they're the ones who are going to be making it. Like, I'm sorry. The low-level player should get paid. And I'm totally on board with that. But if I'm an owner, the people bringing me the views are not the low-rated guys. It's Bryce Harper. Like, it, you should be paying your guys for what they have demanded on the market. And, and so, I hope that these pay cuts will help cover lower-paid players. But maybe take, like, a future pay cut. Um, yeah. you know, maybe well, Bryce so, Harper says, pay me more now and pay me less later. I don't, I don't know. I could just, I just hope it doesn't get to the point where every good player is sacrificing because at that point then it's like, okay, who's doing the real sacrificing? This has right. to come with some sort of ownership sacrifice as well. Like the, the yes. big players and the owners should sacrifice together. It shouldn't be just one or the other. Well, and that was the big thing with the, the original proposal was that the, the owners were going to be taking way too much money. They, I mean, granted, without all the sales of merch and having people in the stadium buying, you know, alcohol, food, all, all, that, all that stuff, they were still going to make like a very sizable amount of money. And the players didn't like that. They weren't going to get their fair share, which I understand. But at the same time, you're not going to get your original deal, man. You are not playing your 162-game schedule. You're going to be playing an 82-game schedule. So, yes, you should get paid the percentage of that. And that's the biggest thing. And I think that's kind of what changed in this one that if, if I read it correctly, is that they're going to get their percentage, they're going to get what they deserve, but you're not going to get your paid in full. And I, I felt like so many players were assuming they were just going to get paid their, their whole year contracts, you're playing 
not quite half, but you're not playing a 162 yeah. game schedule. You don't deserve the entire thing. There's so many people that are not working right now that are making a lot less money. You can deal with. You should be compensated for what salary. you work, like what exactly. you do. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you on that, but you should you should definitely be. I, I I'm with high paid players taking pay cuts as long as uh as long as you know the the owners do it as well. The owners also need to sacrifice. You know, we're we're full of breaking news here at Rick and Nick. And uh, something else, you know, just kind of popped up on my ESPN feed along with the NHL and MLB news. And Mark Cuban, uh, one of the NBA's most prominent owners, somebody who's been very vocal in all of this. And actually his reaction to the NBA shutting down was extremely viral as it happened uh, in the middle of the game. I believe actually the Mavericks game was the last NBA game played, um, you know, in the 2020 season. That one was already in progress when the season was getting shut down. But he's come out and said that he wants a 30-team play-in tournament for the NBA. He thinks every team should be brought back, and he thinks that, you know, it should be a play-in for the playoffs. You know, a, uh, he wants all 30 teams to finish the season and maybe a play-in tournament for the final two seats, he said. So he wants yeah. every team involved, but he wants a play-in tournament for the final two seats. I don't hate this. <laughs> My thing is, if... If we're worrying about the logistics, it might be easier to, to keep people back, you know, to not include the, the warriors of the world. But another thing that goes along with this is John Wall, somebody who's been injured for a year and a half, says he's itching to get back to the court, said he's ready to go play. So, like, if you do have a play-in tournament and the Washington Wizards win the play-in tournament, a healthy John Wall could change everything. So, sure. that would be the more chaotic of all of them. And I can definitely see why Mark Cuban would be pro that. However... Mark Cuban's team is also in the playoffs. So if I'm Mark Cuban, I'd shut up and go. I mean, honestly, like the, the whole point of this thing is trying to keep the players and everybody safe. That's, that's the biggest thing. If there's a champion that comes out of it, awesome. But you don't want to have another pandemic start because you decided to keep everybody in one area. Yes, I get what you're saying that you want every team to be involved because you are an organization. You're, you're the NBA, right? <laughs> Steve Kerr already said it. If they really want us to come back, he doesn't think he's going to bring the Warriors back because there's no point in bringing the Warriors back. So if they win the play-in tournament, cool, they're in the playoffs. They technically were a playoff team, right? No one cares. He would rather be stacked for next year, which they are going to be. They're going to be back to their, you know, making a run in late June type of team because that's how they are, and they're going to be locked and loaded for that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're Mark Cuban, I, I like your idea. I like you thinking outside the box. That's why you made millions of dollars. You have a, a basketball team. You're on a TV show, all that type of stuff. But your team's in the playoff. I would just take this as a, as a victory. Get your team ready to get out on the court. Yeah, I, I mean, this seems like a move that Mark Cuban would make if the Mavs were like the nine seed or something like they that. Were the not, bubble, not, right? not already in the playoffs. But, I mean, look, I, I'm not opposed to it. it. My thing is if you can find – if if – it doesn't affect the safety to bring more people in, which is backwards because it definitely does. Then I'm all for it. But um, interesting, interesting. I, this I keep is why saying we moved that the word. show back to Tuesday. This is I keep saying. Yeah. I keep saying the word interesting a lot during quarantine. I think it's because everything is interesting. Like every little thing that happens is now interesting, even if it wasn't before. Um, but we have an interesting situation uh, in the <laughs> NFL as well. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, have had an incredible offseason, if I'm being completely honest. They've made some great underrated 100%. signings. They got a steal of the draft and C.D. Lamb uh, falling to them and picking them up and putting, them, putting him uh, along with their offense. They signed Andy Dalton to possibly be a backup QB. But the real problem 
the controversy lands with their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, who is demanding a buttload of money, so much money. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like they've reached an impasse. And we're just kind of at this point in the NFL right now where you just pay quarterbacks when they need to be paid. And Jerry Jones is kind of being the first to say, oh, well, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to pay him. So, I mean, we could talk about Dak Prescott if he's elite and if he's not elite all you want, but they do want to pay him. In this specific situation, do you think they're going to avoid paying the max and just roll with Andy Dalton? Because Dalton's not a terrible choice. If we're being honest, as far as backup quarterbacks go, Dalton's not terrible. And would you rather maybe pay a little bit less into quarterback and put a little bit more into what's surrounding the quarterback? Because if there's anything we've learned in the last couple of years, you know, Chiefs aside, you don't need the greatest quarterback of all time to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. You don't need the greatest quarterback of all. I mean, props to Jimmy G, but I don't think Jimmy G was in the top 10 quarterbacks last year, if we're being 100% honest. Absolutely not. Yeah, but so that's why I think, you know, they want to win a Super Bowl. So I think they're going to do something, whether that's franchise him this year. They're going to do something because they have a stacked team this year. Going, getting C.D. Lamb, uh, Cooper got signed, Zeke got his money. So I think if they want to think long-term, awesome. They want to pay Dak. They were going to make Dak the second highest paid quarterback behind Russell Wilson with $70 million guaranteed the second he signs his, his name on the dotted line and guaranteed $107 million. He was going to get paid more than Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have half the weapons around him that, that Dak does. So, I mean, yes, is, is Dak deserving of the money? Uh, yeah, I do think he is. But he was also given a great deal and an opportunity to sign for long-term to where they can win multiple Super Bowls if they really, really want to. I'm not saying they're going to because as Stephen A. Smith loves to dog them. They, they do choke. Let's be honest. They do choke. But when it comes to – they gave him a great deal. And the fact that he didn't want it, may, I don't know if they're going to give him the max deal. I don't know if they're going to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL just because they are paying so many premium talents that the Seahawks don't have and the Packers don't have. You got to kind of give. Tom Brady gave for a long time, won a lot of Super Bowls. He's got to give a little bit here. I think he should have taken that deal because I don't think Jerry Jones, Jerry, Jerry Jones being a businessman, he's not going to give him that much money. I don't know, man. Here, here's the thing Dak is definitely an above average quarterback. He's definitely a good quarterback. And oh, this is, and, and especially after Corona and everything and the money that's going to be impacted all of, out of all of this, this is his last chance to get an all time bag. Honestly, his last chance to get an all-time bag, and I think he realizes that. He understands that the market's probably going to hit its peak very soon, especially with Mahomes hitting the market as well. So I don't hate him holding out for every single penny because here's the thing. If he goes back to the Cowboys and says, hey, I want that original deal, they'll sign it instantly. Like, they'll go with it. So he has has this baseline that he can't go under. So he might as well keep aiming for the top, especially if, like, nothing's going on right now. Like, there's, there's no other quarterbacks on the market that rival Dak's competency sure you have Andy doesn't rival it he does not right here's the thing though I mean I have been a huge believer in you put money into everything but quarterback first because if you have incredible receivers and an incredible offensive line and incredible coach and play calling you only need an an average quarterback to win a Super Bowl we've said this for so long and so I I mean if I'm Jerry Jones I'm like 
I could do one of two things. I could put more money into everything else. Put my, put, put more money into him. The, the deciding factor for me is like, this is the Dallas freaking Cowboys we're talking about, man. <laughs> you can pay Dak the full contract. This isn't the Bengals. I'm sorry. This isn't the Jaguars. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't some team that isn't in a, the biggest market ever. Every NFL team makes money, but the Dallas Cowboys make money man a like, lot of money you can afford to pay Dak Prescott the fans want you to pay him you have a better chance of winning if you pay him and like imagine if you you know you you go all in you have a really good team you have great, great offensive team. weapons good offensive line not not as good of an offensive line as you had before but you still have a good offensive yeah. line you have Zeke who is incredible I mean like that quarterback uh running back tandem is huge for them as well you have a great defense uh new coach mike mccarthy this year so not like here's the thing they could be crap this year and they can just play it up to oh first year head coach like you have you have a leash you have a leash i don't know about that man i I really don't oh i'm not saying i'm not saying they should i'm not saying they should but i'm saying that if they if if they go if they if they do bad, they will say it's first year establishing culture, stuff of that nature. Like you have a built in yeah. excuse that even if people don't believe it, you can still say it. And then everybody will just kind of like, let it go and like, let it pass. So here's the thing, man, just pay Dak. Like just pay him. Like you have the money, you know, you have the money you drafted from your private yacht, bro. Pay your freaking quarterback. Like <laughs> it, it, it's not that difficult. Like just do I, it. I mean, yeah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, I get, I get what you're saying. And, and do I think that he's worthy of the money? 100% from what he's done so far in his time as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, he's done a great job. He's exceeded expectations. I, I, I want to say he was a fourth round pick. Like they, yeah. they did not expect Mississippi him to state. Be, he, he was great at Mississippi state, led him to almost a, a college football playoff uh, birth that year. Um, but, you know, he's going to – Patrick Mahomes is going to supersede everybody here in two years. It doesn't matter who you are. I, I get why he wants to get his money because he is deserving of it. But when you want to put a great team out on the field – and I'm not just talking about a good team. There's good teams out there that barely scrap and make the playoffs. You want to be a great team. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit. And I'm not even saying sacrifice because he was going to make a ton of money. And he was going to have be the quarterback of arguably the best offense behind Kansas City in my opinion. And, and I feel like that should be enough. Do I think he's worthy of the money? Yes. Do I think the Cowboys are going to pay him? No, I really, yeah. Don't. I mean, it's such a weird situation because the quarterback market has just exploded and put everybody in this weird position. If honestly, if it was anybody else, but the Cowboys, I would say, you know what, maybe don't pay like billions of dollars for your quarterback, but it's the Cowboys. You have money to spare. Uh, yeah. America's I was team for a reason. Right. And you know, yeah. I, I was, I, I was on board of them paying him. I think they'll be fine. If honestly if they have Dalton and they put more money in the offensive line, I honestly think they could be a wild card team as well. Like they have a super easy schedule this year. Uh, the Cowboys should be good no matter who's behind center, but they should be really good if Dak is there. But you know, I think they win the division. I, I honestly yeah. do. I yeah, think they I mean, I, I don't hate that. Put up for the division. I don't hate that take, but a, a team that might possibly go from zero to hero to winning their division. And it might be the hardest division in the entire NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Skip Sir. Bayless has come out and said that Kyler Murray could win MVP this season. You know, when it comes to the Cardinals, he could take that DeAndre Hopkins edition and really rise up to the next level. And I don't hate that take. No. I really don't. I do because not 
Kyler almost put up 4K yards already this last season. I think he put 3.7 up. And that was his rookie season with a rookie head coach. And his number one option was like a 55-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. And a terrible, terrible offensive line. He got sacked by his own offensive line. Sacked was, by his own offensive line. <laughs> I looked up the – he was sacked 47 times. I don't remember if it was fourth or fifth, but he was in the top five of times being sacked. And he's not big. He is like 5'11", 6 foot. And, and he did that. If he, he got a lineman. He got an offensive tackle. They did, they did pick him up in the draft. Um, great addition for them. They got DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. They got DeAndre Hopkins with a second-round pick. It's like imagine if, he, if they use a second-round pick to, to choose a receiver the level of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's just crazy. Right uh, now, they could throw anyone in the backfield, but the fact that they have the type of running backs that they have is almost a bonus. They could throw yeah. anybody back there, and there would be a potent offense. Their defense was already not that bad, but like you said, their division is tough. They got but the 49 the thing. They have the Steelers. They added, they added Isaiah. The Steelers, like they, had, yeah. they had Patrick Peterson. They had Chandler Jones. Those are two yep. all-pro guys already. Now you have Isaiah Simmons. The yeah. thing with the, 40, the 49ers, their defense turned around with two key players in Bosa and Buckner. Yep. So the Cardinals. gone and Bosa's still right. there. But the Cardinals, they add Simmons, who, who was incredible on defense, slipped to them at number eight. And then you already have two all-pros in Peterson and Jones. I mean, like, those are three – really key pieces for defense. And if you could just form a competent defense around that, that is like a good defense. That's a great step up from where they were at. Their offensive line has stepped up. Like the NFC West is incredible because I don't think there's a single bad team. There really isn't. Not a and single below average team in my opinion. And that's what's like be, the toughest part. Right. There'll be teams with like worse be. records, but yeah. there'll be teams with like bad records, but they won't be below average. They'll only have bad records because they're in the NFC West. Yeah, because they got to play everybody twice. Exactly. They have to play them at home and on the road. So I think Kyler MVP talk could be legitimate. If, if, they, if they make a run for, for winning the NFC West, which I don't think they do this year. I think that this upcoming year, they'll probably go more like eight and eight with Kyler just putting up insane, just absolutely insane numbers. But he's going to take Simmons a little bit to get into his own. Yeah. And especially for them to get him like a specific role, right? They, they want to yeah. use him in so many different varieties. And it's that's his biggest detriment. His, yep. biggest, his biggest detriment is like he's so good at everything. He's so good at playing so many different positions, but he doesn't have like one position that's like his bread and butter. Um, well, and so you yeah, play I think against the 49ers who do right. so many different things, a lot of running game, they Russell Wilson the and the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks. And then of course, Jared can, Goff, Sean McVay and the Rams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're a great team. Uh, they can always put points up on the board. It is insane the amount of offense that they can finagle together. There is not a bad team in, uh, in the NFC West. It's insane. Yeah, man. It, it, the NFC West is absolutely incredible. It, it's, it's nuts, man. It, it's nuts because, you know, the Cardinals are really looking for this turnaround. And, yeah, it's second season, so Kyler and Cliff, you know, it should turn around for them. It should slow down a little bit. But that's just second season. I mean, we're looking yeah. at a team that by season four or five, like maybe getting off that rookie contract for Kyler, we could be looking at a serious, serious threat there. So, I mean, that, that's always interesting, something to keep an eye on. I just wanted to mention the Cardinals show some – Show some love to them, but, you know, I think Hometown that we're, we're about wrapping things up uh, for this week. You know, we, we talked a lot. We talked some live sports. We talked some NBA, some Paul Pierce, a little NFL as well. All, always good that we keep finding these topics. I think that despite the world kind of being at a standstill, you know, we're, we're still going. Sports are still going besides not happening, and, you know, that's really awesome to see.
Yeah, you you love the fact that you can at least talk sports and that there's things moving in the direction of sports coming back. I know when sports went away, it was really tough for people to kind of wrap their head around me being one of them because I was so engulfed in sports. I just I, I that's my life. I would always watch sports. And when it was gone, it was almost like a loss. And, you know, the last dance brought that. We've already talked about that. And now that things are starting to come back in, it, it's awesome. And then the draft, everything like that. Sports coming back is going to be huge for for America, for the world, for everybody. And, and I'm super excited for it. I hope they do it in the right way because it, it is time. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely time to do things as, as safe as possible. And, and that's where the hope. The hope is that we can get everything done as safely and as quickly as possible and hope that everybody out there is staying safe as well. That'll do it for episode four of the Rick and Nick show. Again, you can find us on Apple Music. You can find us on Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick underscore White TV or at Eric Ruby underscore. We're both posting content almost on the daily out here with videos, tweets, and things of that nature. So go ahead and give us that follow. Once again, thanks for listening. We will be back next Tuesday with another edition of the Rick and Nick show. So until then, guys, please just do one thing and one thing only. And that's enjoy sports, even if there's just a little bit of it to enjoy. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Holla, holla, we them boys. Holla, 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 we making noise. Holla.